Live from the 30A Radio Airstream Studios at Gulf Place, it's the 30A Show, presented by 30acottages.com. 30A Radio celebrates the small-town beach life we enjoy here along Florida's scenic Highway 30A. Here's your hosts, Corey Davis with 30A Radio. Do you know who I am? I'm kind of a big deal. And Laura Holloway from the Storyteller Agency. This is Laura with The 30A Show, and I'm here with Kelly Lehman and Jill Connor-Brown, who is the author of the world-renowned brand of The Sweet Potato Queen. And they have some really exciting things going on, so welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Be here. Um, it's so nice to have you both here. Um, now, Jill, I know that you are a resident of Mississippi. Where in Mississippi do you live? I am. I am in Raymond, Mississippi, which is a very tiny town outside of Jackson, which Oh, okay, great. I was born in Laurel, Mississippi. Okay, well, I, I just moved into the oldest house in Raymond. It was built in 1830. Raymond was built in 1829. Wow, wow. So what but kind of really cool, interesting is, features does that... It is not hoop skirt antebellum. It is overall. <laughs> I love it. The Please, difference between southern and southern. Bellum, yeah. <laughs> so a house that was built, what year did you say your house was built? 1830. 1830. What kind of cool features does that house have? Does it have? Well, it has the oldest magnolia tree in the state. Oh, I love it. And that is the state flower of Mississippi, isn't it? Uh, yeah. My sister said, you're not fooling me. You just bought that dang tree. I said, you know, you are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. My, um, my grandmother for years was on the... Um, the horticulture board from Mississippi, I, I'm not sure what the name of it was called, but she was one of the ones that helped plant the Avenue of Magnolias on 59 South. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love I love Mississippi culture, and, and we're so glad to have you on the show. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Uh, your your brand is is a national nationally acclaimed, worldly acclaimed. Um, you've been on the New York Times bestseller list, list multiple times, number one ranking books. Tell me... Who is the Sweet Potato Queen? How does that, how did that all begin for you? No, there is no short answer. That there is no long answer. That there is no answer that makes any sense. It makes <laughs> sense, and yet here I am. Uh, it, I am living proof. You can make a living doing just about anything. But I, uh, I, I made it up uh, in 1982. I mean, I have been doing this now for you know 35 years, and it. Um, to entertain myself. It, I had passed it through a particularly um, uh, bad patch of the doldrums. My, I was divorced for the first time, and uh, which does imply that I've been divorced more than once. Um, and, but that was the first time. And my daddy had died. And, you know, the, uh, my, my friend Malcolm White decided for no apparent reason to um, that Jackson, Mississippi, needed a St. Patrick's Day parade. And, <laughs> You know, it's not like there's a whole bunch of Irish people. You know, it's, it's, I happen to be Irish, but it's uh, purely a coincidence. But uh, I think it was more of an excuse to drink and drive, but be <laughs> that as it may. Daddy had always, he put spectating on a sin level, that if there's anything going on that you're in any way capable of participating in, you have a moral obligation to do so, and that you should do what you will wish you had done when you're 50. And when I heard that, I was probably eight and thought, yeah, good Lord. You know, who would even want to live to be 50? <laughs> and, <laughs> but whenever I had a choice to make about to do or not to do, I figured by the time I was 50, whatever it was, I would wish I had done it. So I did. Now, having left 50 in the dirt 
some time ago, I have moved that up to the nursing home. What will I wish I had done when I get to the nursing home? So um, I said, you know, with no hesitation whatsoever that I was going to be in that parade. And um, as it happened, I had um, been questioning greatly my purpose in life and had um, uh, decided that I was intended to be the queen of something. (laughs) Because... The only talents I got here with are smiling and waving and bossing people around. (laughs) There you go. Pretty much the queen role. And um, about that same time, I heard about a a sweet potato festival in a town close by. So just as a joke, you know, I said, well, you know, they got a queen. I could go be the queen of that. (laughs) (laughs) And that didn't turn out. They apparently have their own queen that's used with their own methods, but... That stuck in my head, and, you know, I just thought it sounded funny that, you know, in the South, of course, we do have a beauty queen for every occasion, every every, organ, every, occasion. every day of the week, and I've always found highly entertaining, and, but even in 1982, I was pretty far removed from the beauty queen circuit, but um, I just declared that I was going to be the sweet potato queen in this parade, and my girlfriend said, well, she was too, and I said, fine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we would let anybody that would show up, that being, you know, 90% of anything, put on some kind of green ball gown from the Goodwill, whatever, ride in the back of a pickup truck, smile, wave, and throw sweet potatoes. That was it. That was the only requirement. I love it. And uh, there were not as many takers as you might think, but it has grown now. You know, I have nine books. There are over 6,400 chapters of sweet potato queen queen groups in 37 Mm. countries. There's a chapter in Saudi Arabia. Their motto is no veil for us. Um, oh, I love so it. Apparently, I mean, the, my voice, obviously spoken, but equally in, in written form, is that of a Southern woman, because that's what I turned out to be. But the experiences are universal. Sure, absolutely. It, it has, we have not found a line in the queendom that we do not cross. <laughs> I feel like that should be on a T-shirt. Say we're black, white, rich, poor, Drunk, sober, married, single, old, young, old. I mean, the the youngest we have would be in utero, and the oldest that we have is Aunt Pay from Midland, Texas. She's everybody's Aunt Pay, <laughs> and she she started parading with us when she was eighty eight. Oh, she just turned a hundred and three. Oh wow! And oh so wow! When I consider, as I occasionally do, how many years am I going to continue doing this? Because it is a stupid thing. Um, I have no illusions about that. Um, and I go, because I'm 63, and I've been doing it for over 30 years, and I go, well, crap, Aunt Faye's 103. I've got at least 40 more years. I oh, yes. You've got, you've got to prove it. You've got to prove that you can, you can beat yeah, Aunt Yeah, in Faye. order to not drop the ball. <laughs> so these parades, so the first one just started as a parade, but now there's parades yearly, more than yearly, in multiple yes. places? Uh, and now we actually... Um, Six years ago, we split off from St. Pete. It just got too big and was taking too long uh, because there were so many of us, and most of us are on foot, and we're not very fast. And it was it was just taking too long. So now that we're the following week, and uh, it's in a, uh, the old arts district of Jackson, uh, the Fondren neighborhood that Fondren uh, Renaissance Foundation sponsors it, and we have it at night. So everything is all lit up. Oh, and wow. It's, um, it's totally family-friendly, which St. Patty's was not so much. And um, 
it, <laughs> it um, and everything that we do the whole weekend is to raise money for uh, Larry Bats and Children's Hospital, the only hospital in the, the state of Mississippi where any child can be treated regardless of ability to pay. So that's we wonderful. Have a, a really good time for a really good cause. No, that's wonderful. Um, how much does it usually raise? Like, what's the usual donation? About a hundred thousand dollars. That is awesome. The weekend, so yeah, we're we're pleased. Uh, we usually pick a thing, or we ask them. You know, what's a thing? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Because rather than we're just raising money for the children's hospital, is okay. They need. Uh, last year, there are five children who live at the hospital. Mm. Uh, they are too critically ill. Uh, they cannot live outside that environment. And so they're permanent residents of the hospital. And these children only got one field trip a mm. month because the van that the hospital had would only hold one of them with all of their equipment and all of their attendance mm. at a time. So by the time they got all five of, of them to the location, it was time to start taking one of them back. Oh, that's terrible. So they said, we really need a big van that's specially outfitted that will hold all of them and all their equipment and all that stuff. So we made that our goal. And when you give people a visual, you know, of here are these five children who can't leave, you know, and, they're, you know, they're, some of their families have abandoned them. And, I mean, some mm-hmm. of them are in touch, but some of them are not. And this is their family, and this is, this is their life. You know, this, I'm certainly not above playing the guilt card. On anyone, I just—I will go speak to civic clubs and say, if you don't donate to this, you're telling everyone in this room that you do not care about these five children that can never leave. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that. I have no shame and no pride. Well, sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. If they don't know that, that yeah, you got to give them what it is. is. Sure. Not you know, just building buildings. This is about people's lives. Sure. What the Barbara Bush. Foundation for Family Literacy is, it, you know, it is changing people's lives for the better. It makes it a tremendous, all the difference in the world in what kind of life you can have if you can read. Sure, absolutely. Um, Kelly, maybe you can talk a little bit more about what's going on with the Barbara Bush Foundation for Literacy and, and some of the really cool pro- programs that you guys have coming up. Thanks, Laura, for having us on. And hey, Jill from Mississippi. Jill's no stranger to what we do at the foundation. She's been intimately involved in launching programs with us in her home state of Mississippi and in other states. And what's great about the foundation is for the first 23 years since Mrs. Bush founded it in 1989, it operated as a donor-advised fund. So a lot of people who are familiar with community foundations, that's how it operated, as a grant-making organization. And when she approached her 90th birthday a few years ago, in her infinite wisdom, she decided that she would change the charity into a national 501c3 so that we could administer our own programs and have our own accountability on what I call our hand-to-hand combat, um, how we help adults, how we help third graders, first graders, second graders. What can we do in the technology world and in the technology space to help be disruptive, that positive word of technology disruption? And so we'll come back to that a little later, maybe, and tell you about our technology contest that we have worldwide that has $7 million in cash prizes. But as it concerns the foundation, you know, our school-based program out of our portfolio is the one that we're going to be raising money for here in Walton County with Jill coming over. 
And she has legions of fans, both male and female, and we invite all of them to this event we're having on August 5th. We'll be at Fleming's Steakhouse. We're going to take over that swanky steakhouse, and we're going to have a rip-roaring time. Right, Jill? Absolutely. I've got my sequins all shined up. I love it. I love it. And so <laughs> you're, the, the whole organization, the whole mission of the organization is to really bring literacy to make literacy available in all ways and to all people. Absolutely. You know, literacy, Mrs. Bush believes, is, should be a core value in every home in America. She was really a pioneer before people started talking about early childhood learning. She understood the multi-generational issues and challenges better at that time. And she did a lot of research also. She reached out to the National Library of Congress. She reached out to all of these places to educate herself. And then she decided and distilled all of that down to, I need to talk about family literacy while I have the bully pulpit, um, while my husband has the bully pulpit. And so very shortly after President Bush was president, he signed the National Literacy Act. Um, and really fortified this issue as a national challenge. Um, Mrs. Bush always believed the first teacher is the parent and the first classroom is the home. And today it's a bona fide movement. And so we are lucky and blessed and honored to have a, a very small team working really hard on a multitude of things around the nation. We still have more than 35 million adults who are reading at about a fifth grade level. We need to tackle that. But on the other side of the spectrum, we need to tackle first, second, and third graders, which is what we're doing with this Walton County program, because all the data and statistics tell us clearly that if you don't catch a third grader who is not reading on grade level, they are four times more likely to drop out in high school. They, it, in grades one through three, they learn to read. Fourth, fourth grade on, they read to learn. So if they haven't learned to read and comprehend in those first three years, they don't have a shot at learning from then on. And right. what we've seen here in Mississippi with this program since we just got it instituted is all of, of the, the third graders that, that are involved in it past the third grade gate. It makes that big a difference mm. in a child's life. And that is, that's for lifelong, the difference. That it's because they're not going to forget how to read. They take that with them forever. And Mrs. Bush is intimately involved. It is, she does not give lip service. <laughs> and just put her name on this program. She knows what's going on in all 50 states, believe me. She knows who's learning to read and who's not. No, oh, that's, I mean, that's that's wonderful. It's such an important cause. Um, I, I grew up, my family owned a bookstore growing up. And so the very first job I ever had was behind the, the cash register and stocking the shelves. And, and I just... First of all, I remember seeing your book growing up. Um, I remember seeing I remember seeing many the sweet potato queens. We always had a um, bookwork staff recommends shelf, and my mom was always recommending the sweet potato queen. Oh, that's um, great. Where was the store? In Cookville, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was called Bookworks, and it was there um, until my parents retired and moved to Fairhope, Alabama. Um, wow. Where they have Page and Palette. Ex oh, Page and Palette is one of my favorite <laughs> stores. And it's, in the world. it's such a neat town. I mean, you walk in there, and you're wandering around, and you run into, you know, Rick Bragg is in there all the time. Yeah. I mean, you're running yeah. into these great southern yeah. literary figures. Um, well, and the independent booksellers are the lifeblood of the publishing industry. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm thrilled that Sundog Books. Absolutely. Family 30A is, is sponsoring this and in a big 
big way, and sure. I'm so grateful for that. Oh, Sundog is wonderful, and, and uh, the Whites, they're just such great people. And, um, yes, they are. We, uh, it's funny that you say that because our bookstore, when we first started going to Seaside in the late 80s or middle 80s, Sundog was one of the first bookstores that, that I really remember spending a lot of time in. And it was shortly after that that my dad started our bookstore because he loved Sundog so much. Uh-huh. So, right. And I remember telling Bob that story. Um, but The Sweet Potato Queen, I want to go back to that. So tell me <laughs> the first book, the very first book that came out. What what kind of message were you trying to give? Who what were you trying to do the with book of love. with that book? book of love. Well, that that life is is too short and and too long to spend it doing anything that doesn't make your heart sing. If you ain't loving your life, change it. Sure. And you know you're the only one that can. But the good news is that you can, and that play is it's been. Proven in several major university studies, it has been proven that play is as important to your health and well-being as food, clothing, and shelter. Mm-hmm. And you know, life is hard on a good day. I don't care who you are. Sure. And the dressing up funny and acting stupid, as we admittedly <laughs> do, you know, makes it possible to step outside yourself and become somebody else for a little while. Sure, that doesn't have whatever prompts breast cancer or a child in therapy or you know, a worthless ex-husband, whatever you're dealing with, because everybody's dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And the, the interlude of play um, makes you just a little bit stronger spiritually to go back and tote that load when you have to. And in my experience, the load will be there when you get back. Sure, but it'll be a little bit easier to bear if you're wearing play. sequins and fun crowns and... Um, yeah. you're the, the whole brand, the whole sweet potato queen brand is coming to a whole new audience. Um, tell me about the musical that just launched recently in Houston. In Houston, I, I could, could not be more blessed in that department. The, uh, Melissa Manchester, uh, wrote music, uh, Sharon Vaughn wrote the lyrics and Rupert Holmes wrote the book. Now, I mean, Melissa has won Grammys, um, Sharon has been nominated for Oscars and won Grammys and National Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame. Rupert Holmes is the, he wrote The Mystery of Edwin Drood, mm-hmm, which sure. is the only show in the history of Broadway. He won every Tony. Oh, <laughs> every show he has ever written that went to Broadway, the lead, whoever the lead was in his show, won Best Actor. Oh, that's awesome. And so, they uh, workshopped it at Theater Under Stars in Houston, and it was it broke all attendance records every night. It was so a great. happy, happy show, and uh, I'm just thrilled and waiting to see what happens next. Oh, that's amazing! I'm I'm so proud of you. That's so exciting. Thank you. Well, I'm just blessed in that department. I had nothing to do with it other than. <laughs> That is awesome. Um, so tell me, if someone if someone says, you know, I, I want to be a sweet potato queen, what does that mean? What's on that list for them to consider? Well, it's too late, first of all. Um, <laughs> uh, what about a sweet, they, a sweet potato queen protege? No, I, I invite everybody to be the queen of whatever they choose and whatever that means to them. To come, and they, they come from all over the world, literally. There's a group from Indonesia. I mean, that's amazing. Far, and not even a state yet. And it's, 
know, they're the queens. They're, they're all different groups. Some of them are drinking clubs. Some of them are book clubs. There's Some of them are drinking book New clubs. Iberia, Louisiana, the Berry Queens. That I think there are 150 active members. They have a waiting list oh my to get gosh. in. That is and amazing. They, a lot of these groups, the St. Pete Glitter Queens in uh, St. Petersburg, Tampa area, uh, do, they, a lot of these groups like those do, do tremendous fundraising uh, programs in their in their cities. So. Uh, a lot of them embrace my attitude, you know, have a have a really good time for a really good cause. Sure. Some of them just have a really good time. Hey, there's and nothing wrong with that. That's just as important. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, so just to, to remind us all again, uh, we're talking with Jill Connor Brown, um, best-selling New York Times best-selling author of the, the Sweet Potato Queen brand. And Jill, you're going to be at Fleming's right here in um, in Grand Boulevard in San Rosa Beach on August 5th to do yeah. a book signing no and uh, special appearance. And, and anyone that is a fan of the Sweet Potato Queen brand um, or just a fan of living life to the fullest, I think would really get a lot it's out of this. If you laugh. Yeah, if you like to laugh, if you like to read, and, and also a big, um, a big thank you to your support for everything you're doing for promoting literacy in schools and in, and in childhood and through the Barbara Bush Foundation for Family well, Literacy. it is in everybody's best interest that everybody learn to read. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, it's a selfish thing that you can do. Everybody's life is better if everybody knows how to read. And sure. Of course, as an author, I have a vested interest in it because I am 100% certain that only people who can read buy books. Sure. <laughs> that is, I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> except maybe except maybe picture books and even then sometimes oh, i do enjoy I those like <laughs> um kelly uh kelly layman is also here with us if you're just tuning in um, with the barbara bush foundation for family literacy and kelly what are some other really cool things coming up for the foundation that people should be aware of well first we want to make sure people know how to get the books too for this august or the tickets rather for this we want to make sure people know how to get the tickets for the august 5th event Jay McLaughlin and Graham Boulevard and our friends Sundog Books down in 30A both have tickets. Um, so get those because once we sell out, we're and sold out. They get out. a free book with their tickets. They do. They get, we have all kinds of treats for guests coming. They get a big swag bag full of things um, thanks to Silver Sands Premium Outlets and some other sponsors including Chelco and 30A and Foster Kruger and Associates Merrill Lynch. Um, but we have these $40 tickets and they're going to get a lot more than $40 back at the event. That's for sure. So it's really a community celebration. We want to make sure we have the community and all our year round residents too coming to this event and feeling invited. The Barbara Bush foundation for family literacy also has a, a national and worldwide competition, the X prize. Um, it's the adult literacy X prize. The X prize foundation came to the Barbara Bush foundation and said, we think we want to tackle our first societal challenge. Can that you, being can literacy. Can you remind people what the X prize was? So the X prize, you might remember several years back, there was a call out to anyone in the world who could build a car that would run a hundred miles on one tank of gas and a hand, several dozen people answered the call and they all went out in the desert and a handful of people won some amazing cash prizes. We're doing that same model with the XPRIZE Foundation, except it's a societal um, innovation solution. So we have people working around the world right now who have registered for this contest that will be disruptive technology to impact and transform the problems of adult illiteracy in the U.S. And Mrs. Bush was kind enough to let us 
have her 90th birthday party as a cause for celebration a few years ago, and that raised $10 million toward the XPRIZE cash prizes. That's quite a party. That is quite a party. I think I want people to, to know in the 30A area that this event is to raise money to help children learn to read in your area. <laughs> yes, that's very important. This is national thing. This is raising money for the programs in the 30A area for those children. So it's your community that we're doing this for. On the August 5th event at Fleming's that Jill Connor Brown is coming in for, we have some amazing sponsors, both Jay McLaughlin in Grand Boulevard and Sundog Books in in Seaside are selling the $40 tickets. People will get way more back than $40. Sundog is even chipping in and providing everyone a free copy of one of Jill's books, and there'll be more for sale there at the event. I want to give a shout-out, too, to Chelco and Grand Boulevard and Silver Sands Premium Outlets and Kruger, Fostick, and Associates. And 30A is one of our sponsors, too. 30A, the team, has been involved since the very beginning. Um, in a former life, I was the senior vice president at the foundation, but now that I'm a full-time resident of Walton County, it is really important to let the community help us celebrate. St. Joe Community Foundation provided a gift to cover this program in the school for three years, but we have a lot of expenses beyond that, and all of the sponsors have underwritten all of the expenses, so all the money we're raising with Jill on August 5th will go directly to these Walton County School District programs. That's incredible. And just thank you both so much for everything you're doing and for everything that the foundation is doing um, for not only for our community, but for the world. And, and Jill, I think it's amazing that you have a following of the Sweet Potato Queen in places that women are really struggling to gain a voice. They're really, yeah. they're really trying to get out there and, and find their own and, and find ways to express themselves and their personalities. And, and the fact that you said there's that there are that there are organizations, um, there are groups that are forming that support support this mentality and this idea and, and just kind of women having fun and women appreciating life and... and well, people, because it's, it's men, women, gay, straight, young, sure. old, black, white, everybody. Everybody. Um, it, um, being, being female is not a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we really appreciate you having you on the show. Um, please do. Everybody do check out on August 5th. The tickets are available at Sundog Books and at Jay McLaughlin. These are tickets to meet, not only meet the Sweet Potato Queen, Jill Connor Brown, but you'll also be receiving a complimentary book that's going to be signed and a big swag bag full of stuff. And this was going to be at Fleming's again on August 5th. Um, starting at 11.30 in the morning, going to 1.30. So get your tickets now. It is a very limited ticket sale, and so these will sell out quickly. And, uh, Jill, we really appreciate appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, and uh, Kelly... Yeah, we need to we need to get you to come out here and, and spend some spend a little bit longer at the beach, other than just the just the time for the reception. Maybe we can kidnap you and, and take you out to the beach for a little bit. Absolutely. All right, and Kelly, thank you so much for being here and representing the Barbara Bush Foundation for Family Literacy, and and thank you to both of you for everything you're doing for literacy in this world. We really appreciate it. Thanks for helping us. All right, thank you so much, and uh, y'all have a nice day. Okay. okay. The 30A Show with Corey and Laura, presented by 38cottages.com. Catch The 30A Show, Fridays, 7 a.m., Sundays, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., or via podcast on 30a.com. Inside our free 30A app for iPhone and Android, iTunes podcast app, and on Apple TV.
Stinky's Fish Camp, waterfront dining in Dune Allen Beach. With a name like Stinky's, it better be good. Stinky'sFishCamp.com.